This is Tom Fox. I'd like to welcome you to a special five-part podcast series, Ulysses at 100, Lessons for the 21st Century Compliance Professional from one of the greatest books of the 20th century. Matt Kelly once challenged me to write a blog post for Bloomsday. He was well aware of my great love for James Joyce's magnum opus, so I accepted the challenge. This year is the 100th anniversary of the publication of Ulysses. To celebrate this event, Joyce and Compliance, I've decided to do a five-part podcast series on Ulysses. Over this podcast series, I will highlight some of the book and commentary that tie Joyce, Dublin, Leopold Bloom, and his wife Molly together with Stephen Dadalus and what they can teach the modern compliance profession. I hope you'll join me in this short celebration and trip through Dublin, 1904, in this 100th anniversary of Bloomsday. In this episode two, we take a look at Leopold Bloom. Obviously, the main character in Ulysses, Leopold Bloom, is truly an outsider. He is a Jew in Ireland when 99.9999% of the country of Ireland was Roman Catholic Irish and Native Irish. He is also a non-practicing Jew for the very few Jewish people in Ireland. He is not associated with them. His father changed his name uh, to remove the Jewishness from the name and took up the surname Bloom, which is uh, what Leopold is called now. Uh, It's um, difficult to pick one chapter uh, to focus on Bloom or to use to focus on Bloom, but the one uh, I wanted to focus on was uh, Return to Ithaca. And this chapter reenacts what Ulysses does when he gets to his palace in Ithaca. And the reason I picked this chapter for Bloom is I think it shows Bloom with his greatest humanity. And uh, Bloom knows, or Ulysses knows, that there are multiple suitors waiting to kill him. And um, so he appears as disguised as a withered old beggar. He suffers insults, uh, famously has a footstool thrown at him. He bides his time and eventually strings his great bow, which only he can string. And with the help of his son, Timelicus, he kills all the suitors and is reunited with his wife, Penelope. He has one last test uh, to pass that Penelope challenges him to, to make sure that it's Ulysses, and he, of course, does pass it. In this chapter, which is written as a, really a series of cataclysmic questions and answers, uh, Bloom and Steve Adedalus enter the Bloom home by a stratagem and then talk for quite some time. The chapter treats Bloom's interactions with uh, Stephen's, Stephen up to his departure. The second part of the chapter is when, he, of course, he goes and finds that Molly has been engaging uh, in an affair on Bloomsday. Um, the differences uh, are somewhat in uh, Ulysses' return to Ithaca, the suitors would kill him on sight, so Athena disguises him as an old beggar. Um, one of the suitors throws a footstool at him, striking him in the right shoulder, and as I said, he 
strings his bow that only he could do and then kills the suitors. By using his house or entering his house using a stratagem, uh, Bloom lets Stephen in, talks with him, and eventually makes his way to the bed of his wife, Molly. Bloom has forgotten his key, so he has to uh, enter by jumping down into an unlocked basement door, then letting Stephen in. They drink cocoa. Uh, Good to know cocoa was uh, that popular 100 years ago. And talk. Uh, Stephen politely declines Bloom's invitation to spend the night, and they step out into the garden and have a very glorious pee together. And then Stephen leaves. Um, Upon entering the front door of the house, Bloom hits his head on a sideboard that had been moved for his wife's paramour uh, on Boylan's visit, just as Ulysses is struck by the footstool thrown by one of the suitors. Um, The lecture treats Bloom's, or rather, this whole chapter treats Bloom's interaction with Stephen up to the point of Stephen's departure. In the form, the chapter is scientifically detached and inquisition made of Q&A. It's a rigorous didactic, recalls a format of Roman Catholic catechism or uh, of 19th century scientific textbook. It speaks of authority, exhaustively answering almost every question you might have about the characters in the book, especially Stephen and Bloom, or Bloom particularly. It offers historical record of facts that neither journalist nor historian would think worthy of recording, but nonetheless significant. Uh, this format enhances the universality of the novel and uh, the central theme of this chapter, which, of course, is homecoming. The simple act of turning a faucet prompts to enormous passages on the topic of water as a global phenomenon, certainly still relevant today in 2022. Uh, the implications of any one character or action uh, really have the butterfly effect because they can be spread out almost infinitely in space and time. In spite of the rigidity of this format, there's a sense of humanity that permeates uh, this chapter and repeatedly breaks through the surface uh, of this story. In Bloom's account of his day for Molly, from jumping down into the basement, uh, it really conjures up the Daedalus of Stephen Daedalus and, of course, the mythical Daedalus uh, with Icarus as well. When he discovers he's forgotten the key to his house, Bloom reveals once again his human frailty and prompts us to consider the human significance of keys. Uh, human forgetfulness sabotages Bloom's mechanical habit of putting a key in a back po- in his back pocket because he has no key uh, because one of his drunken buddies has uh, taken it. So. Um, also, in the cocoa scene where they uh, Bloom makes cocoa for Stephen and drinks it, this is a, a mass product, but it really achieves a moment of communion. And this is a silent ritual, which um, is also significant because when you think of the nature of rituals and how important they are to humans, I don't think that we really think about that uh, in a compliance context. But having a ritual and making that a part of your communication can be a powerful tool. Um, Bloom and Stephen Daedalus have some common interest, and they talk about those. Uh, One of those is in literature. Uh, Another is in the Bible story of Exodus, where, and Bloom uh, points out more than once, that 
even though he's Jewish, uh, so is Jesus, and so is Jesus's family, and perhaps uh, the Christians who torment him need to understand that. So what does all this mean for the compliance professional? Well, I asked my good friend Christy Grant Hart why she was so passionate about compliance, and she responded in the following quote, as an aggregate, the compliance profession is changing how business is done and therefore changing the world. We are a part of a movement that is palpably shifting the landscape for so many, especially in the developing world. It's such an exciting experience and something I'm proud to be a part of. Uh, I am the self-styled compliance evangelist, and I talk about that and my own passion, but I think Christy has really hit something on the head that to me, really ties back into Leopold Bloom. And that is more than simply a homecoming that Bloom has in this chapter. Uh, Christy, uh, hopefully myself, and hopefully you as a compliance professional are making business better. Uh, Bloom has obviously had adventures during the day. He's tried to make Stephen Dedalus better. He may or may not have done that. But we in the compliance profession are making business better, and by extension, that makes the world better. So when you can do that professionally and you compare it with your love or my love for Ulysses and tell a good story, I think you're really on to something. Join us for our next episode where we focus on Stephen Dedalus. This is Tom Fox again. Thank you for listening to this episode of Ulysses at 100, Lessons for the Compliance Professional. I hope you will join me tomorrow for another episode in this series. But more importantly, I hope you will take a look at James Joyce's work, Ulysses. If you happen to be a Ulysses lover like I am, uh, I wish you would post a comment in uh, either iTunes or on uh, a Compliance Podcast Network or Megaphone or wherever you listen to this. Or contact me at tfox at tfoxlaw.com. I'd like to explore your love of Ulysses and perhaps have you on a podcast to talk about what it means to you. We're going to be taking a look at this from compliance and leadership angles. So I hope you will join me for another episode of Ulysses at 100.